0: Bible Project Podcast. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. Uh, We're reading the book of Genesis. And last time we saw how sin entered the world by Satan taking the form of a serpent and causing the humans to question God and do what they wanted to do. Now, God prophesied that Eve would end up having a descendant who would destroy Satan even after Satan wounded him. And that was the prophecy that kicks off the entire story of the Bible. Humans had to be sent away from where God and eternal life was because that's what sin does. It makes it so we can't be in God's presence. Now notice also, God covered them with animal skins before they left. That means he had to, for the first time in creation, kill an animal. And that sacrifice covered their shame. All of this, all of this stuff points to the plan that God has already set in motion when Jesus would come and be killed to cover our sins in God's eyes and come back from the dead to seal the victory against Satan. Of course, uh, humanity has a lot to go through before that happens, and uh, it gets worse before it gets better. So today we're going to read about how sin spreads like a disease among humanity. Now, Heads up, there's going to be some weird stuff here, so let's just keep two things in mind. First of all, it was a vastly different era on Earth than we know today, okay? So the climate, uh, the climate and the atmospheric pressure was different before the flood, which we'll start reading about today. Uh, human bodies were different, since they're only a couple generations away from the perfect bodies that God created to live forever. And the interaction between spiritual beings and human beings is just not like what we see today. So if something we read today sounds hard to believe, instead of assuming it never happened, let's just instead make some space to grant that the things looked different on our thousands and thousands of years ago. Okay. Uh, the second thing to keep in mind is, it's what I'm going to keep asking throughout our time in the Bible here, is what does this teach us about what God is like? What does this teach us about what God is like? I'm going to pick up this question after the reading today, but for now, let's just jump into Genesis chapters 4 through 6. The man knew Eve, his wife. She conceived and gave birth to Cain and said, I've gotten a man with God's help. Again, she gave birth to Cain's brother Abel. Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. As time passed, Cain brought an offering to God from the fruit of the ground. Abel also brought some of the firstborn of his flock and of its fat. God respected Abel and his offering, but he didn't respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and the expression on his face fell. God said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is the expression of your face fallen? If you do well, won't it be lifted up? If you don't do well, sin crouches at the door. Its desire is for you, but you're to rule over it. Cain said to Abel, his brother, let's let's go into the field. While they were in the field, Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. God said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? He said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? God said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries to me from the ground. Now you're cursed because of the ground which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. From now on, when you till the ground, it won't yield its strength to you. You will be a fugitive and a wanderer in the earth. Cain said to God, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you've driven me out today from the surface of the ground. I'll be hidden from your face, and I'll be a fugitive and a wanderer in the earth. Whoever finds me will kill me. God said to him, therefore, whoever slays Cain, vengeance will be taken on him sevenfold. God appointed a sign for Cain so anyone finding him would not strike him. Cain left God's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain knew his wife. She conceived and gave birth to Enoch. He built a city and named the city after the name of his son Enoch. Irad was born to Enoch. Irad became the father of Mahujael. Mahujael became the father of Methushael. Methushael became the father of Lamech. Lamech took two wives. The name of his first one was Ada, and the name of the second one was Zillah. Ada gave birth to Jabal, who was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Jubal, who was the father of all who handle the harp and pipe. Zillah also gave birth to Tubal-Cain, the forger of every cutting instrument of bronze and iron. Tubal-Cain's sister was Nama. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice. You wives of Lamech, listen to my speech, for I have slain a man for wounding me, a young man for bruising me. If Cain will be avenged seven times, truly, Lamech, seventy-seven times. Adam knew his wife again. She gave birth to a son and named him Seth, saying, For God has given me another child instead of Abel, for Cain killed him. A son was also born to Seth, and he named him Enosh. At that time, men began to call on God's name. This is in the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man, he made him in God's likeness. He created them male and female and blessed them. On the day they were created, he named them Adam. Adam lived 130 years and became the father of a son in his own likeness after his image and named him Seth. The days of Adam after he became the father of Seth were 800 years and he became the father of other sons and daughters. All the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and then he died. Seth lived 105 years, then became the father of Enosh. Seth lived after he became the father of Enosh 807 years and became the father of other sons and daughters. All the days of Seth were 912 years, and then he died. Enosh lived 90 years and became the father of Kenan. Enosh lived after he became the father of Kenan 815 years and became the father of other sons and daughters. All the days of Enosh were 905 years, then he died. Kenan lived 70 years and became the father of Mahalalel. Kenan lived after he became the father of Mahalalel 840 years and became the father of other sons and daughters. And all the days of Kenan were 910 years, then he died. Mahalalel lived 65 years, then became the father of Jared. Mahalalel lived after he became the father of Jared 830 years and became the father of other sons and daughters. All the days of Mahalalel were 895 years, then he died. Jared lived 162 years and became the father of Enoch. Jared lived after he became the father of Enoch 800 years and became the father of other sons and daughters. All the days of Jared were 962 years, and then he died. Enoch lived 65 years, then became the father of Methuselah. After Methuselah's birth, Enoch walked with God for 300 years and became the father of more sons and daughters. All the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and he was not found, for God took him. Now, Methuselah lived 187 years, and he became the father of Lamech. Methuselah lived after he became the father of Lamech 782 years and became the father of other sons and daughters. All the days of Methuselah were 969 years. Then he died. Lamech lived 182 years and became the father of a son. He named him Noah, saying, This one will comfort us in our work and in the toil of our hands caused by the ground which God has cursed. Lamech lived after he became the father of Noah 595 years and became the father of other sons and daughters. All the days of Lamech were 777 years. Then he died. Noah Was 500 years old, then Noah became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. When men began to multiply on the surface of the ground and daughters were born to them, God's sons saw that men's daughters were beautiful and they took any that they wanted for themselves as wives. God said, My spirit will not strive with man forever because he also is flesh, so his days will be 120 years. The Nephilim were in the earth in those days, and also after that, when God's sons came into men's daughters and had children with them, those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of man's heart was continually only evil. God was sorry that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him in his heart. God said, I will destroy man whom I've created from the surface of the ground, man, along with animals, creeping things and birds of the sky for I'm sorry that I've made them. But Noah found favor in God's eyes. This is the history of the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time. Noah walked with God. Noah became the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The earth was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. God saw the earth and saw that it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. God said to Noah, I will bring an end to all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them and the earth. Make a ship of gopher wood. You shall make rooms in the ship and shall seal it inside and outside with pitch. This is how you shall make it. The length of the ship shall be 300 cubits. It's width 50 cubits and its height thirty cubits. You shall make a roof in the ship, and you shall finish it to a cubit upward. You shall set the door of the ship in its side. You shall make it with lower, second, and third levels. I, even I, will bring the flood of waters on this earth to destroy all flesh having the breath of life from under the sky. Everything that is in the earth will die, but I will establish my covenant with you. You shall come into the ship, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. Of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ship to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. Of the birds after their kind, of the livestock after their kind, of every creeping thing of the ground after its kind, two of every sort will come to you to keep them alive. Take with you some of all food that's eaten and gather it yourself. It will be food for you and for them. Thus, Noah did. He did all that God commanded him. Remember, I asked earlier, what do we learn about what God is like? From everything we read in Genesis so far, he obviously can't stand sin. And sin gets pretty bad. But here's another thing we see. There's always a way out. It's easy to see God in the Old Testament as vengeful and wrathful, but that's not the complete picture. He doesn't want to wipe out sinners. He wants to save them. He protected Cain after he murdered his brother. He gave humanity plenty of time to repent while Noah built the boat. God definitely hates sin, but he always offers sinners a way out. That's is the thinking out loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Outloud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominy. When you become a patron of Outloud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.